Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Troubled, amen. Your soul should know that the Lord your God is on your side. Let's fill the first two rows. Just the first two rows, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us were blessed on Sunday? What a church was. Amen. Pastor New Kai was in the house. Amen. Miracle signs and wonders. God visited us greatly. Anointed us. We have been set up. Doors have been opened unto us. Amen. Amen. Doors have been opened for great exploits. Amen. If you were not here on Sunday, sit by somebody who was here so that you will receive something. So find somebody who was here so you can sit by them. Amen. Brighto, Pastor Hans, you were in Lexington. Why are you sitting by each other? Sit by somebody who was here. You saw it on Facebook. What a shock. What a joy it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight we also blessed Pastor JB and the wife. They are in town. Amen. Hallelujah. For those of us who don't know Pastor JB, on our seventh anniversary, he came and he took the choir from ground zero to ground hundred. Amen. Amen. We had a wonderful celebration. Amen. Amen. So he was around and then he decided to, you know, as usual, pass through. Amen. That is what God does. Amen. There are certain friendships that is forever. Amen. And I believe that Next year, God willing, if it is the will of God, we're going to bring Pastor Newkind and all the squad here. Amen. Amen. With all the instrumentalists we used to have on campus, Koda and all those people, bring them here for a wonderful night. And I believe that it's going to be a great, a great, a great, a great time. Hallelujah. So very blessed. Amen. So I believe so strongly that um, before we go any further, amen, the wife also sings. He sings, amen. So I think I will just invite our sister Angie to give us a song, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's tap into the graces that is around. Bless us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Sorry, I should have done this. No, I should have done this earlier. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Um, even though I'd prefer to be sitting down. <laughs> so let's do a, a semitone down. 
the word at the beginning one with God the Lord most Your hidden glory and creation now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a Now and forever 
kingdom and yours is the power yours is the name
Hallelujah. Oh, you can do better. God bless you, sister. What a wonderful name it is. Amen. The name of Jesus is full of power. Hallelujah. Amen. What a wonderful name it is. Amen. Are you excited? Give the next person sitting by you a high five. Tell them I'm glad I'm sitting by you. Tell them that in fact, tonight, tonight, I was not going to sit anywhere except by you. Tell them that it means I really had faith you were coming. Some of you are saying it, but you can't believe it. The person sitting by you is a miracle that they are sitting here. Brado, it's a miracle that you are sitting here. Amen. Amen. What a, a shock. Hallelujah. We are very blessed. Amen. Amen. Very powerful. Tonight, we are very blessed. I believe that we'll have our Pastor JB. Amen. Share with us. Pastor JB, let me say, let me say this one thing. Those of us who know Pastor JB, I believe that a while back he had some incident that happened to him. He paralyzed, but by the grace of God. So it's a walking miracle. Amen. Amen. He's been through a lot. I shared it with those who knew him to pray alongside with him. Amen. But he's a working miracle. This man can move. Amen. You remember, he can really move. But the devil wanted to take away his movement. He's swift at the waist. Ish, ish, ish. Hallelujah. So I believe that, you know, had multiple surgeries. And now, by the grace of God, he can walk again. Hallelujah. Amen. So we give him permission anytime he feels like, you know, just grab a chair, whatever. Feel free. Or this one cries high enough. You can even sit here and just talk to us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's our own church. Amen. So let's put our hands together and have our brother share with us. Amen. Amen. From his heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, some of you are not ex- as excited as I am. Oh. Hallelujah. It's good to be back. It's good to be home. And it's good to see what the Lord is doing in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, some of you are not excited. Oh. You know, where, where, where I came was the storefront church. Do you understand that? <laughs> you know, they have a brand for storefront. It's a category of churches. It's like you don't have a building. <laughs> You've got this on store and you are meeting there. You're not a real church. And the Lord has moved you to, oh, somebody. I am excited about this. I am. Hey. It is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Hallelujah. And we know that this is just the beginning. Hallelujah. Because God is going to do many, 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 many greater things with this church. Hallelujah. Please take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's exciting. <laughs> oh, so <for. laughs> I hear you've planted two other churches. Wow. <laughs> this is God. 
I remember we were praying one night and we could sense that God was leading us in that direction. Oh, and to come and see that it is happening. It's just a blessing. Hallelujah. I, I have a difficult message to share. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sitting there begging the Lord to change it for me, but it's not, it's not working. <laughs> so I'm going to try. I'm going to try and share. But as, as the songs were being raised, I realized that God might be up to something. You know, God might be up to something. Um, you know, the Spirit of God is one. Yeah. And He confirms His word to us. And so even as I share, just open your heart and receive. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here in your presence in this place that you have brought us for such a time as this. And we ask that, Lord, your spirit will take control. You are here in this place. We feel you so tangibly. And we know that your word will come to enrich our lives. Your word will come to empower us to do greater things. We thank you that you've heard us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, so, um, one of the difficult things about tonight is that, you know, you had new kind coming on Sunday. <laughs> and you know, when, when I arrived, if, if, if I hadn't heard anything, it would have been much easier, right? But then also who told me that, Charlie, if had knee was a blessing, the Holy Spirit was moving. And you know, I was like, oh, oh so <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and he hadn't told me that I was coming to preach you. So after waiting my appetite that, oh, he had done so. Then he said, you are preaching on Wednesday. Oh! This pastor. <laughs> so I started praying to God. I said, hey. <laughs> but we bless the Lord. That as I was praying, he just said to share what I had been through in the past few years. I said, oh, well, that shouldn't be hard. Uh, but then he started to bring out certain truths that, um, you know, sometimes are not very, are not very charismatic or sometimes, you know, you know, charismatic people, we have a way we believe God, you understand, you know. And yet the Lord was pointing me to some interesting areas. So let me just share my story. Um, so this man, I've known him for quite a while. Um, we were in um, my friend said, oh, college, right? <laughs> college. <laughs> Back home, we say university, but uh, I had no more friend college. <laughs> And um, we met on a flight back to Ghana. So we had come. I didn't know he was here. He didn't know I was here. And, you know, so I think it was Ghana Airways. <laughs> you know, Ghana used to have an airline. <laughs> used to. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
And so we met, and we're like, ah, where were you? I was like, oh, I was in New York. He said he was in New York. So we, used to, we, we just connected, and he told me about the church he was serving in uh, while he was there. I was struggling to find a church, you know, but so I, I visited Brooklyn Tabernacle and all these, you know, but he had actually been serving the Lord in a church, a Presbyterian church, Ghanaian Presbyterian. So he was like, oh, the next time we come, he'll try and hook me up. So the next time we came, he hooked me up. Very powerful church, you know, and this was the guy who I felt you know, was going to be one of the main people that God was going to use in that church. Because I don't know if you know about Presbyterians, but, you know, <laughs> I remember I went to one Presbyterian church and they said they are called the Frozen Chosen. <laughs> frozen Chosen. <laughs> they are so stiff. They know they are chosen, but... <laughs> you know, so to have a young, vibrant man like that you know, I just felt, wow, this was the place for this guy. But when we connected, we're doing a, a trip to California. We're going to do a ministry trip to California. So we had to go around. I've forgotten why we went around, but we, we organized a, a group. We were four. And we went around singing. One of the places we went to sing was the Lighthouse Manhattan Church. <laughs> All right? Okay, so you see I'm heading somewhere. I'm, I'm telling you how he became your pastor. <laughs> so we went to sing, and the pastor was like, he wanted to keep us, you know. But we were going for this trip. We went for the trip, came back. We sang again in his place, you know. But this guy knew that he was the Presbyterian guy, you know. I was a freelancer, so <laughs> I came right back to the lighthouse, <laughs> And, you know, so I was flowing. But we, I mean, I was living with them in the same, we had this ghetto where the boys' boys <laughs> were hanging out and working. Yeah, Flatbush. <laughs> then we started to pray. And the Lord started telling me to go back to Ghana. Oh, I like that. Thank you, sister. You know, <laughs> it's not a very nice thing for the Lord to do. <laughs> you know, and somehow he felt that the Lord was telling him to stay here. You know, and, you know, I battled with it. You know, I called my pastor. I called people, Charlie, what is this? <laughs> the Lord said I should go back to Ghana. Mm. <laughs> But that was it. So I just left and went to Ghana. And we prayed with him. He said he was staying. And I thought he was going to be the Presby guy. You know, this is the only unfrozen guy <laughs> among the. And then the next thing I heard, he was in the Manhattan church. <laughs> so fast forward years later. He had married, you know, and the guy was almost a pastor. In the, I mean, he had moved to Ohio, and he was telling me the things the Lord was using him to do, you know. But you see, the interesting thing was that when I went home, I was ordained. It was, it was so fast. I mean, I was ordained as a minister. I had a powerful youth ministry, 
you know, things were working. He was still like a, a church member in the lighthouse system, you know. And yet, I mean, look, I was a big man in Ghana. <laughs> you know, this is my wife, eh? Our wedding, the president of Ghana came. <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> you know, we had like a 1,500 guests at our wedding. And this is because of church and because of the ministry I was doing. Do you understand? So, <laughs> I was a youth pastor, worship pastor. I mean, it was working, and he was kind of like, you know, trying to figure out whether he was really going to become a pastor. You know, it was <laughs> and here I was. I was the pastor. I mean, you, Charlie. <laughs> and then along the line, you know, he was ordained here. And... I was moved from um, our headquarters. I mean, great youth pastor. Don't, don't I sound great? <laughs> I have a slight American accent. <laughs> you know, so you can picture how good it was for me in Ghana. <laughs> the youth loved me. And then one day my pastor called me and said, uh, you know, we, we had started ministering in a slum in Accra called Sodom and Gomorrah. Now... You got the name, right? <laughs> so, Sodom and Gomorrah, when we started doing the outreach there, door to door, they were giving their lives to the Lord. We tried to bring them to our church. Now, our church was in a nice residential area, right? So, busing them to church was kind of not working out. I mean, it was like taking fish out of water. They were not fitting in. So, it was like we had to plant a church there for them, you know, and guess who the Lord laid upon their heart? <laughs> you know, so from being this nice, loved youth pastor, preaches in English with an American accent, <laughs> then I was sent into the slums, Sodom and Gomorrah, to start this church. I had to preach in three for the first time, tree is the language. We, uh, that's the, like 50% of Ghana speaks tree. So I never done it before. There was no microphone, no worship team, no instruments. <laughs> and that is where I was sent to. And meanwhile, this man was rising in America. <laughs> You know, what am I saying? What am I saying? You know, the, the, the journey we are on, and sometimes we don't realize that it's a journey. It's, it's not like, pss, pss, you understand? Sometimes charismatic make it sound like, you know, you just keep rising and rising. Or, don't look at me strange. You know it's not like that. Or, am I? Yeah, it's not, it's not like that. It's a lot of ups and downs. You know, yes, you're going from victory to victory, but in between the victories, there is a valley somewhere. And sometimes those valleys make you cry. Yeah, sometimes you are in there and you're wondering, what am I doing? 
do you get it? And the reason why I feel the Lord is leading me to share this is because he is God and he sees the end from the beginning. He sees the big picture and we are bogged with the little details. So we think, you know, we think that, oh, maybe this situation is, is too bad for me or I'm going through this and I don't know why I'm going through this. Why am I going through this? But God is God. Yeah, and he knows why he lets you go through some of the things he lets you go through. I mean, if he was to tell you the things he went through in America. Yeah. God is God. Yeah, he's sovereign. You know, one day there's this guy in the Bible. Very anointed guy. Powerful preacher. Wait, I'm yet to tell you about my Sodom and Gomorrah experiences. But this guy, he was preaching powerfully in a town called um, was it Samaria, right? Philip. You remember Philip? You know, we remember him in the Ethiopian eunuch, right? But before that, what was happening in Philip's life? What was happening there? He, he had moved to this town called Samaria. This is Acts chapter 8. And things were happening, miracles, you know, wonderful things. The whole city was turned upside down. They were giving their lives to God by the droves. And guess what the Holy Spirit said to him? Go down to some obscure place, to some corner, be some dusty road somewhere. Who, how many people was he going to witness to? One guy. No, that, that doesn't sound exciting at all. You know, from a powerful crusade where, you know, miracles are happening. Even the sorcerer was chasing him and trying to buy, you know, this same anointing that was on this guy. He goes to this road and there's this guy reading some book that he's like, he doesn't understand. Not very inspiring at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. So here I am sent to this slum. You know, and one of, you know, one of the things that I never forget, and I think maybe that's why God sent me there. I'm preaching. You know, like, you know, when, when someone is preaching, and he says, I'm preaching good. <laughs> you know, it's like he knows that he's flowing, Charlie. The message is moving. <laughs> and then guess what happens to me in the middle of my sermon? Two of my church members start to fight in the middle of church. Hey! <laughs> like, I've never seen it before. I've never heard of it. Like, in church, it's not like a verbal quarrel. Blows! In the middle. And guess what I was preaching on? Love. Hey! <laughs> hey! I'm preaching about love. And they were fighting in the middle. Charlie, <laughs> that's when I realized that, look, <laughs> you know, God takes us through some of these things just to humble us.
Because sometimes we get so comfortable where we are and we get so full of ourselves and yet we don't even know it. So he takes us to some places to break that pride, to break that, you know, you thought you were on a roll. He wants you to completely depend on him every time. Every single time, God wants your eyes fixed on him. And when we get too comfortable, our eyes start to wander. And he has to find a way to pinch you back to reality. That I am God. He said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. Yeah. Yeah. Reality check. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I, I couldn't pray for them to be healed. Yes, healing was happening, but to to see people fighting, you know, I mean, Charlie, that was like my lowest. I just had to <laughs> look to the Lord, help me with this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Bible never recorded the significance of that encounter with the Ethiopian eunuch. You know, we, it was never fully written out. But the scholars say that, look, the way the book of Acts is structured, there was no reason for that story to have fitted in there. Because, you see, the book is written almost as though the gospel was heading towards Europe. And the guy literally goes off track to tell us that story of the Ethiopian eunuch. Two things. The gospel was being sent to Africa. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that means anything to you, but it does a lot to me because I'm from Africa. Yeah. And without that story, it sounds as though the gospel goes it's for the white people it goes, it goes, it goes, and it goes. No, but it's not. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And church history tells us that, and that's why we think it might be linked to this, that before long, one of the centers of Christianity was Alexandria, which is in Egypt. And the Ethiopians... Ethiopian eunuch, they had one of the largest indigenous churches in early church history, excuse me. Hallelujah. So, you, you might not know the significance of that trip off, off. It's like, why am I going here? Why is God taking me through this? You may never know what he's doing. And he has the master plan. Hallelujah. May our eyes be fixed on Jesus. May we keep our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. May we learn to accept the things that he allows to come. Yeah, because he allows some things. You're like, forbid, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah.
God is a good God. He said that I know the plans that I have for you. Can we have that in? That's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Oh, Jesus. Can we read it together? For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expectant end. Wow. Wow. So it may seem like evil, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. It may seem like... And you know, the context of this scripture is that the people are in exile. They are in exile and have been in exile for quite a while. And guess what their prophets are telling them? This is not your portion. This is not your portion. Hey. Come out. Some of the things you can't cast them out to. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. I, I, this is not a charismatic message. <laughs> yeah, you can't cast them out. <laughs> he said, hey, don't let your, those your prophets deceive you. Me, I brought you into this captivity. If you read the whole chapter, it's like, oh God. <laughs> I brought you here for a reason. Yeah. And I know the time I'm taking you out. And so don't think that I have evil thoughts against you. I know the thoughts that I am thinking towards you, saith the Lord. I have good thoughts, thoughts of peace and not evil. He said his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the... He is not like us. But you see, we've been trained in the world system to think the way... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a way success is measured. So, one preaching to thousands in Samaria and preaching to one guy on some corner dusty street is not success. What kind of thing is this? When we are doing ministry, you people are what? Ah, boys. <laughs> hey, it's not successful ministry. But he said, My thoughts are not. No, I know the thoughts I'm thinking towards you, says the Lord. I know why I brought you to this one. Yeah, I don't know who I'm talking to this evening, limping all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he allows certain things because he has a reason. Yeah, yeah, there's unexpected end. So don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Oh, say like you mean it to. Don't. Yeah. Hmm. Stay open to God. Tell your neighbor, stay open to God. You know, when God called Abraham, eh? That's a very interesting story. He said, look, I'm going to show you a certain land 
that, 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 that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Very, very powerful. You know what the guy was? He was what? No children, right? Yeah. And he's going to this land, supposedly flowing with milk and honey. Along the way, what happens to him? Famine. Then he will run and go and hide somewhere. And then God will cause commotion there and bring him out again onto the same road. I mean, isn't that an interesting story? Doesn't it contrast with the way we've been made to think about the Christian journey? As though it's going to be like, you know, no. It's a journey. Hallelujah. And his point is not that he can't provide for you. His point is that you should learn to depend on him. Keep your eyes on me. Focus. Focus. Look at me. I want you to keep your eyes on me. Yeah, that's his point. Yeah. Don't become self Oh, cool. uh, thank you. I like that new word. I like that. <laughs> I left that yesterday. <laughs> you have become contentious. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, puffed up. You, you, you got it going on. So, hey. <laughs> he said he resists the proud. Hi. Resist the what? Why do you want God to resist you? <laughs> wow. He wants you to stay humble. Paul saw some visions in the third heaven. Some of the things he heard, he said that people can't, you can't even say it. Guess what God did to him? Give him a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what the thorn is, but yet it brought the man down. Even when he was coming to boast, cry, he's like, Charlie, <laughs> what do I have to boast of? In fact, let me boast about the sufferings that I have been through. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A thorn in his flesh. Keep him check. That is God. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> God does not measure us using the world standard. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he says the arm of flesh will fail you if you depend on yourself. It's not going to end well. If you depend on man, it's not going to end well. The arm of flesh will fail you. Yeah, he wants us to trust him completely. Oh. Listen to Paul in the book of Philippians chapter 4. I think we'll take from verse 11. Many times we like 413. Please show 413. Uh, 
That's a powerful one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> I see you doing things. I see you. <laughs> Read the verses before. <laughs> Charlie, hey. <laughs> Verse 11. <laughs> he said, Verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. <laughs> Someone was teaching him something, uh -huh, and he learned. In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Twelve. I know both how to be what? Abased. Hey. It's in the Bible, though. <laughs> it's just before I can do all things. And how to abound. And if you will be honest, you know that the Lord takes you through times of abasement. That is the reality of the Christian life. You have to be abased. It doesn't mean he can't provide for you. It's the same chapter that has, my God will supply all your needs. It's the same chapter. But he said that I have learned, though. I've learned to be abased and also to abound. Huh? Everywhere, in all things, I am instructed. You know, when he uses those where I am instructed, he's trying to tell you that it's not like I was born, you know, okay with this. I have had to learn. It's just I'm instructed both to be what? Full and hungry. Oh, or you haven't been hungry before. <laughs> Charlie, didn't they say America was flowing with what? <laughs> they lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The times, times you had to go hungry. Charlie, there were those days when Payless was the only place you could get a shoe. <laughs> you know, even they had to rebrand. I mean, come on, you guys had, <laughs> you know, messed up the brand. <laughs> hey, America. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we, we, we were working, we were students were working in a, um, a shop called Cookies. You know, we would sell school supplies, children's clothes and stuff. And so we, we were unpacking boxes and things. And then we met this Nigerian man. He was, he had an um, architecture business in Nigeria. And he said, oh, green card, you must go. Green card, you must go. You know, and he had brought his family to America. Six months, he couldn't find a job that, you know, could take care of the family. So he had left his family in California, and he was in New York packing boxes with us. You know, <laughs> you know, and the man was angry every day. <laughs> it's like, they, I mean, he had stuff that he was paying in Niger. <laughs> Do you understand me? You know, but we, we all know that that's not the end of the story, right? Because... Maybe in the next year or so, he finds the right job or he has to do some course and then eventually he gets into the system. You know, but that, that 
that's what Paul, you have to abase and abound. It's not, it's not straightforward like that. It's not like abound, abound, abound. No. And it doesn't mean that God is any less able to cause you to abound. But sometimes he just takes you through that process so that you can be refined as fire, so that you can learn to hold on to him. You can learn to keep your gaze on him. He's God. He's God. Yeah. And he allows us. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay. I got you. I know. You're going through fire. But I, I got you. Don't worry. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're going through. But I think that tonight, I just want to encourage you. Yeah. God is sovereign. There's nothing you're going through that is bigger than him. He can hold you through it and make sure that you come out as gold purified by fire. You know, sometimes, you know, doing a church in America is not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke at all. You know, also for there are greater days ahead. Greater days ahead. How? God is going to prove himself. Yeah. You do exceedingly abundantly above what we can imagine. Yeah. Oh, we'll break this wall and move it. Oh. Oh. Ha. Look, God, eh? Yeah, yeah. But he wants you to keep your eyes on him like that. He said, look, Abraham, I'm sending you, but I won't tell you where you are going. Oh, what is that? <laughs> he won't show the guy where he's going. No. He said, you go. As you are going then. Hey! And you know, in this day of mobile phone uh, if ever I couldn't send, the woman who talks to you when you are driving what is her name oh and then to uh, Siri there's another woman oh so we are not used to being in, in limbo not knowing ah, what is this give me the address I will get there <laughs> see, Siri take me here not the Oko oh <laughs> And God said, no, no, I'm not. It's a surprise. Oh! <laughs> what a God we serve. But it's, it's because he, he wants to have a relationship with you. Yeah. Because we will stop praying. So if, if I, for many of us, it's the things we are going through that drives us to pray. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is the thing. When we are going through it, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. When everything becomes cool, then Charlie. Forget. Yeah. When I Solomon. King Solomon. <laughs> when it was working, he was trying things. <laughs> Marry more, doing this, doing that. Oh. <laughs> when he started for fair. <laughs> may God help us to keep our eyes on him 
to keep focused on him. Oh. He said that you will hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. May God direct our steps. Shall we pray? I just believe tonight is a time of introspection. You know, you know the things you've you've been through. You know how far you've drifted. Just for a few minutes, I just want you to just cast your mind back and then we stand on our feet and we pray. But just reflect briefly. Just think about your first love. Hmm. Your first love. Shall we just be on our feet as we pray? Can I have someone on the keyboard? the center of it all it's you that I see it's you that I see at the center of it all it's you that I see it's you that I see There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice in praise, you that I see. Is you that I see. Oh, there is power. There is power in your name. Miracles happen. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift, yeah. As we lift our voice and pray. It's you that I see. Let's sing at the center of the door. At the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. Oh, at the center. At the center of it all, 
it's you that I see. It's you that I see. Oh, there is power. There is power in your name. Miracles happen. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice, as we lift our voice in praise, it's you that I see, it's you that I see. There is power, Lord, there is power in your name. Oh, miracles happen, miracles happen in your name. As we lift up, as we lift our voice in prayer, it's you that I see, it's you that I see. You are bigger, bigger than the greatest. You are stronger, stronger than the strongest. You are higher, higher than the highest. You are greater, greater than the greatest. You are stronger than the strongest. You are higher, higher than the highest. You are bigger, bigger than the greatest. You are stronger, stronger than the strongest. You are higher, higher than the yes. You are greater, greater than the greatest. You are bigger, bigger than the biggest. You are stronger, stronger than the strongest. You are higher. I say, Jesus, Jesus. Your name is Jesus, oh Jesus, your name is Jesus, oh Jesus, sing the name Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus. The center of it all is you that I see. Is you that I see. One more time, at the center, oh yes, at the center of it all is you that I see. It's you that I somebody begin to seek him right now in the midst of your situation in the midst of what you are going through in the midst of the troubles in the midst of the struggles you want to look to Jesus right now the author and the finisher of the faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame Oh, somebody look to Jesus right now. He's our example. He endured. He went through it all. Oh, yes, Lord. 
we look up to you lord yes oh yeah Rebia Sakaraya Bahayamaha Rebe Sekere Bahayamaha Rabba Sutore Boholo Kotokotaya Hayabaha Rebe Kadahayabaha Rabba Baba Setere Kadaya Bahaya Retire Kadaya Nanabaha Hey, <laughs> Randa Kalia Basutoro Bahaya Baha Rabba Rada Rabba Sitaraya Karaya Baha
I just hear the Lord saying that we should ask him what next? What next, Lord? What next, Lord? What next, Lord? Sometimes we have set our own agenda and we are pursuing it so vigorously. But tonight I hear the Lord saying, seek my face. Ask me what next. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. I hear the Lord saying, ask me. We have been trained to set five-year goals and to break it down into long, short-term, medium-term. And we've been trained to be on the go and on the move. And it's like when you are not moving, you, are, you don't know what you are about. But he's saying, ask me what next? What next? He said, I am a God who still speaks. I speak, I will lead you. You are my child and I will lead you. Ask me, saith the Lord. Yeah, ask me, ask me. the Lord I will direct you will hear a voice saying this is the way walk in it walk in it walk in it ask me say the Lord Nundi Kadaya to be city Kadaya Batu Rodilika Bahanda Ri Itikiri Bahada Pata Padaba. Don't be in a hurry to move. Ask me, said the Lord. I Runde Helebe Romoni Il Helem Rakata Katakadaya Baha Rubu Bububu. You are not comfortable with the uncertainty, but he said, Ask me. And I will direct your steps. Runi hinema, runi minikala, rimbindele yaba. Oh Lord. I am the Lord, I changeth not as I was with Abraham, so will I be with you. Ask me, saith the Lord. Ask me, saith the Lord. 
Sometimes we sing it, but we don't get it. trust me will you trust me will you trust me say the lord the arm of flesh will fail you will you trust me continue to pray just continue to pray just continue to pray this is the word of the lord to his church oh just just continue talking to him continue talking to him tonight thank you jesus thank you jesus Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. talk to him, talk to him. Some of us, we just have to surrender it all to him. Our choices must be guided by him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, she can see the bit of it. 
Careers may be in the way. Our own aspirations may be in the way. But tonight we know that you who has called us. And if we can trust you, we'll see the manifestation of your glory and your power right in the sanctuary. So we yield ourselves, Lord. Thank you for your awesome presence. Thank you for your power that is in this place. Thank you for your grace that is surrounding us. Father, in this atmosphere, we ask, oh God, that you would touch your children. Things that our eyes have not seen. Things that are hidden, oh God, that men are not even able to share. When you walk into the room, demons scatter. When you walk into the room, sicknesses begin to flee. When you walk into the room of God, the captives are set free. So tonight, let there be liberty, oh God. Liberty from sicknesses. Liberty from cancer. Liberty from everything, oh God. That which cannot stay in the body of Christ. Let it not stay in our bodies, Lord. We say, use us. Guide us. May we not make any mistake from tonight. We walk in your will. Guide our hands and guide our feet. Speak to us and guide us, Lord. Take us to an expected end. Whatever the enemy has planned, Lord, to shift our focus. Tonight, thank you for your wisdom. For the entrance of your word will bring light. And thank you, O God, for you have illuminated our path we may see your spirit lead us and we will follow. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you that your church will never be the same again. Thank you for your great visitations, Lord. Thank you that indeed you are with us. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. 
Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.